Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. And today we will go on to uh, just talk quickly about a disease called osteomyelitis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as we always do, we always start off with a definition of what it is. So, yep. Hamid, what is osteomyelitis? So, osteomyelitis um, is a, um, an infection of the bone or the bone marrow. Mm-hmm. And it's usually um, due to you know, and something else going on due to a secondary infection of some sort, you know, yep. whether it's a systemic infection that then goes to the the bone but we'll elaborate on that a little bit more mm-hmm. so it's essentially an infection of the bone good and what are some of the causes andy so the causes as you just alluded just then was that it could be either due to a primary focus or it could be mm-hmm. a secondary focus yep but it mainly is um a complication of a possible systemic infection yep that leads to infection down to the bone Exactly, that's right. And so it's caused by can be caused by a number of organisms. It can be caused by, let's say, viruses, although I haven't heard of too many viruses doing it. Mm-hmm. It can be caused by parasites, but predominantly it's caused by bacteria. Okay. Um, in highly immunosuppressed patients, it might be due to fungi as well. Yeah. But for the purpose of our talk, we'll just focus on bacteria because that's something that will you know, come across if we go to the hospital and yeah. um, if we start our clinical medicine. Yeah. So there are two types of bacteria that might or two classes of infections that you might see pyogenic mm-hmm. so pus forming bacteria can do that yep. and mycobacterium can mm. do that as well okay but again out of those the pyogenic type is far more prevalent so that's what we're going to focus our attention to yeah do you want to explain a little bit more about the pyogenic um, yep. type so how do these organisms actually get down to the bone so these they can be spread through three different ways mm. one is a hematogenous spread so through the bloodstream yep um and then they get to the bone the second one was a, an extension from a contiguous site so i think if it's let's say an infection of uh, the heart or if mm-hmm. it's an infection of the joint mm-hmm. then they can go into the bone i think mm-hmm. that's what it's so, surrounding to. the area yeah and then um a third one would be direct implantation so possibly through surgery yeah so the, the hip replacement or something like that yeah and then you know you can't really maintain two step a, a, a level of sterility to that's level so mm-hmm. there is bound to be some bacteria that's stuck yeah there. thankfully it's not very common when, when it does happen it can be quite devastating because the you know once the bone's infected then the patient has to go back and be long-term therapies which we'll talk about yeah so in terms of the uh, the pyogenic type staphylococcus aureus mm-hmm. or staph aureus is the most common causative um, organism and it's a account responsible for about 80 to 90 percent of these cases mm. um, of osteomyelitis and the reason why this is the case is that um, we haven't directly talked about staphylococcus but once we talk about an infectious disease block i'm sure we'll elaborate on this in, in a little bit more but staphylococcus has a number of virulent factors so factors that enable it to um, uh, go to the bone attach to the bone matrix mm-hmm. and cause an or, uh, and uh, reside there and cause an infection yeah and that's why Staphylococcus accounts for majority of the cases. Yeah. Now, what dictates the location that it can go? So yeah, so staph can get there, but mm. there must be something, mm. some aspects that enable it to get there besides virulent factors. Yes, and that could possibly be due to the osseous vascular circulation, so yep. the, the the circulation within the bone, and that unfo- that also varies with depending on the age as well. Yeah. Mm. So depending on how much circulature or how old you are and how established the bone is as well. Yeah. Um, now, when a patient presents with osteomyelitis, there's uh, a number of clinical features that we need to be aware of. Yeah. Firstly, it could be they could have systemic infection and are really unlucky and develop um, this bone infection. Mm. So you 
be mindful of the infections or the features of systemic infections such as you know that malaise yeah. fevers chills exactly uh, raise wet, white blood cell counts mm. um, and they could have severe pain near or uh, or close to the, the the bone involved oh so that's a you know yeah. potential um giveaway yeah but symptoms by themselves are not going to be enough to diagnose right it okay. might give you a clue are there yeah. some investigations that you can run to to look at yeah. this in fact people have found that using x-rays you can find a characteristic finding of a lytic focus where there's just a a patch where you can just see the bone has just disappeared yeah um of, on that region where there's bone destruction surrounding by surrounded by a zone of sclerosis mm, so this uh toughening of hardness mm. you can also biopsy if you're not so let's say a patient has diabetic foot yeah and you remove or amputate the toe you can actually and you suspect an infection you can actually biopsy the bone and mm. culture it mm. to see whether it grows any organisms um, and that could actually tell you what this um the agent is so instead of treating it empirically you can actually target your treatment for yeah. that specific organism yeah so before we talk about some of the complications of osteomyelitis let's talk about the treatment so how mm. do you treat this yeah so treatment wise you can use uh, iv antibiotics and they can be started either empirically or adjusted according to once they found out what particular the organism yeah. was um this could also be used uh, so if this was for acute Osteomyelitis, that would be one of the things you would do. Mm. Um, you could also consider surgery for um, draining abscesses that, yep. that are found around the area. Exactly. In terms of chronic osteomyelitis, I think there's a bit of a different... Um, yeah. Injury. So surgery, I think, plays a great, great role where you try to remove the affected bone. So the term for that is called the surgical debridement. Yep. And as well as an, you know ongoing antibiotic. The issue is that blood supply to the bone isn't the best. Okay, right. yeah. So in in all these cases, patients may be started on high-dose IV antibiotics, depending on the organism affected. Yeah. And we're being really broad here because obviously the nature of the antibiotics depends on the organisms that you suspect yes. are the cause. Yeah. So they'll, they'll start up with a long course of IV antibiotics. So this might be up to two to three weeks, up to maybe uh, a month. And then they might then go on to orals for three to six months, depending on, um, on the, uh, the organism involved. But it really depends on local guidelines and you know policies within the um within the institutions that, that you guys are working in yes but the whole point is that it can be quite devastating for these patients because it can be such an intensive arduous process mm. which brings us to the complications so what are some of the complications of osteomyelitis if it's not treated or if it's inadequately treated well i think long term wise it could be it, it can continue from a, an acute infection down to a chronic infection mm. but uh, i guess long term Chronic complications would be uh, weakening of the bone structure leading yeah. to fractures, uh, possibly with the chronic infection leading to septicemia, which would mm -hmm. lead to endocarditis, possibly. Yeah, because or, of, you know, because uh, of the in infection. Yeah. Exactly. Or if, if the, the organism is slightly leaking small amounts into the vasculature into circulation, they can deposit on the valves and cause yep. endocarditis or valvular disease. Yeah. Um, and the whole point is that it does increase the risk of fractures and the bone is not going to heal properly. So that could potentially lead to de de deformation as well. Mm. What's the, you know, what, why do patients develop chronic infections? Are there any reasons why that, that could happen? Well, I would imagine certain factors of the patient to predispose them mm. to chronic infections. Where yeah. Maybe like someone with diabetes where the, they're just more prone to infections that maybe. might, might uh, increase that. Or maybe... Maybe the fact that they might be old and frail or like... Um, Could be. They have um, 
a low immune system would lead yeah. to chronic infection. But what do you have in mind? I think also, like, if it's not diagnosed early, then it could persist for longer. Oh. If the antibiotic isn't properly prescribed in an yeah. acute case, then it can, you know, organism may develop resistance or um, it may, the antibiotic will fail and the organism can persist. So there's a number of other reasons as well. So this is a pretty short talk um, because we've kept it really broad because a lot of these sort of talks about infections really depend on local guidelines as well. Yeah. We hope we've set out the principles for you guys to appreciate what what we mean by this but um yeah obviously read up on your own hospital protocols or or, or your own um mm. prescribing guidelines as well yeah um i don't have anything else to add to this um, sounds, sounds like a good wrap up yeah so it sounds so with osteomyelitis it's an infection in the bone and you can have it can be caused by a number of organisms you know viruses parasites fungi and bacteria and in terms of bun- uh, fungi you can have uh, sorry bacteria you can have pyogenic infections and myobacterium inf- infections yep. but pyogenic type is the most common and it's usually caused by staph aureus yep. so thanks for tuning in guys um i think we're going to start wrapping up the bone pathologies and move on to um joints i think the joints which is really interesting so yeah so stay tuned for future nice. episodes on joint uh, infections and yeah and all other crazy joint pathologies awesome we'll see you next time see you next time our episode today was put together by our executive producer Gautam and our co-editor Cindy. For notes, elective experiences, and much more study resources, visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.